This week on the Vermont Tawana Podcast, we visit the Burlington Farmer's Market where we talk about cannabis with random people on the streets and ask them what they think the governor should do with the legalization bill and if they could ever imagine a time when cannabis might be at the farmer's market. We ran into farmer's market vendor, organic farmer, and our lieutenant governor, David Zuckerman, and chatted with him a little bit and also caught up with Cynthia Hausman of Cynthia's Spa to talk a little bit about her adventure into the world of hemp and how she is already using organic natural hemp and CBD products in her spa. Stay tuned. We got a great episode sponsored by Hetty Vermont. Let's go. Put your grinder down and turn your radio up. This is the Vermont to Wanna Podcast. Lighting up the airwaves. And now, here's your host, rolling it up nice and tight, Yvonne Herring. All right, welcome back to the Vermont Awana Podcast. It is great to be back. What a wild week it has been, folks. Hetty Vermont has been shouted out in Rolling Stone magazine. High Times has been talking about Vermont. Radical Russ had me on his podcast, The Marijuana Agenda, to talk a little bit about what's going on in the state of Vermont. And just yesterday, as I'm recording this on Tuesday, your boy, your host, Fearless or Foolish, now on video rolling joints. Thank you to Channel 5 News, WPTZ, N-E-C-N. It's great that these guys are still taking interest, as always, with interviews. You talk for about 20 minutes, and me, I'm a soundbite machine. Try to give people good quotes and stay on task, but inevitably, you talk for like 15, 20 minutes. They take whatever the hottest 30 seconds of tape are, whatever quotes uh, fit the story the best, and that's what they run with. So... I'll tell you what, I am on record in Rolling Stone saying I'm 80% sure that the governor is going to allow this bill to become law without his signature. If he vetoes it, I am going to feel awful, as we all are. Um, So we are keeping the pressure up. I'm making my phone calls every day, encouraging folks out there to do the same, because as you may or may not know, maybe by the time you listen to this, midnight on Wednesday will have already elapsed and the law will have been officially enacted, um, or at least officially passed and become law. Nothing real is going to happen until next year, probably, except for this commission in the summertime. We'll see about that. But that's what's going on up here in Vermont. We are still in the holding pattern. People have been asking about pocket vetoes, which is a hilarious instance of cannabis being a gateway to civic engagement. Who the hell knew what a pocket veto was? How complicated the going from a bill to law process actually can be? And all these sort of arcane rules and government processes, which a lot of people who, you know, myself included, conscious of politics, but maybe not the inner workings, fascinating to see how many people are being engaged around this issue. And so I can't wait to hear statistics from the governor's office um, about how many people are calling, because I'm sure that it's a lot of people calling in support who have not called their governor before, who probably weren't engaging with lawmakers before. 
So we'll see. The uh, the fight the fight rolls on here. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in Vermont and it's not Wednesday at midnight, go ahead and smash those buttons. 802-828-3333. Very nice people who answer the phone. I get the feeling like they're sick of hearing from us, maybe me in particular. But you know what? Governor Scott could have made this a lot easier. Just come out and said, if he's not going to sign it, say, I don't support this. I don't like it. I hate weed. You're all terrible people. But... I'm not going to oppose it because the legislature enacted it, and clearly the majority of Vermonters who are active and vocal want this. Will that happen? We'll see. That's what's going on in Vermont. There's a good reason why people always talk about the weather in Vermont, and that's because it is a big part of the way of life. So when spring finally comes and it starts getting warm and you get a couple warm days strung together back to back and it's sunny outside and you can actually go enjoy yourself, whether you're mountain biking, hiking, just walking to and from your car without having to bundle up, it's an amazing time of year. And one of the things that always marks this time of year is the return of farmer's markets. Vermont has the most farmer's markets per capita, like most of our stats, it's per capita of anywhere in the country. But, you know, it's a big part of a lot of folks' weekend routine here, whether they are actual farmers or artisans themselves, making products, selling products, getting up, going to market. Um, your people who live here and that's how you shop and support your neighbors and check out cool art and sort of your your community hangout scene uh, or whether you're a tourist and you want to queue sort of the most quintessential Vermonty shit there is come to a farmers market on a weekend and hang out you're gonna have an amazing time so five of the last eight years I guess uh, maybe seven years depending on where you define it I've lived in Burlington Vermont our capital city home to one of the best farmers markets in the world. It's a beautiful scene on a Saturday morning. Love to walk through, go out, put my sunglasses on, get some coffee, usually end up running into friends, talking with people, buying some momos or some samosas or some Jamaican beef patties, some food I wouldn't normally have, do a few wine tastings, maybe have a little shot um, of some spirits that are being there given out. That's because we can give away free alcohol in the farmers market, it's totally fine. Um, and, you know, just sort of relax, maybe read a book, listen to music. It's a great scene. The farmer's markets are awesome. So I've always thought about how could this farmer's market be different when there is legal cannabis? You know, what's that impact going to look like? I'm frankly shocked that none of the Vermont hemp companies, would-be Vermont hemp companies, are doing stuff in farmer's markets already. Maybe they are in other parts of the state, but they're not in Burlington. It's not a lack of money, I'm sure of that. Um, so I'm curious. We'll see if that's something that changes immediately before even the end of the summer, or if it's just a given that next year we'll have one or two hemp booths or carts or whatever in there. Shout out to the Ganja Guides. Jeremy's out there doing it near Church Street, across from Ben & Jerry's. Um, so he's the only one out there hustling with that outdoor presence. And I um, want to give him a shout out because I, I hope that's going well for him. And I know they've got some really exciting stuff. But the point remains, farmers markets are a really, really cool scene in Vermont. I thought with, you know, the bill being on the governor's desk, so much national attention, so much in-state attention. What's he going to do? Will he? Won't he? People hitting the phones. Um, that it would be an interesting time to go ask people what they thought about legalization. What should the governor do on his desk? So the idea for this episode was just to go approach a bunch of random people, say, hey, can I interview you? Two quick questions. What do you think about the bill that's on the governor's desk? Should he sign it? And additionally, as long as we're talking, right? Um, 
What do you think about the possibility of cannabis at a farmer's market like the one we're standing at in the future? So without further ado, here are a couple quick interviews that I got, just a few clips from folks on the street. I think there's about 10 of them here all together, just to give you kind of a sense of how those conversations went. So two questions. Do you think the governor should sign the legalization bill that's on his desk? Absolutely. I do. <laughs> okay, second question, we're here at the farmer's market. Could you ever imagine cannabis, whether it's hemp, medical weed, products, anything, at a farmer's market here in Burlington? I mean, it's hard to imagine it, but I think it'd be a perfect fit. I feel like that's the best idea ever. So, quick question, random people walking through here. Do you think the governor should sign the bill that's on his desk right now to legalize it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, second question. Could you ever imagine cannabis at a farmer's market here in Burlington? Like an edible form or like selling as like a baggie? I, probably edible, I don't know. Edible would be more fit in with this, but they're so dangerous and killing kids everywhere, so. True, very true. I don't know, edibles are kind of taboo. That's true. If I could see an edible market, definitely, I would suggest that for sure. A lot of solves and tinctures and stuff here. Do you guys exactly. think that would make like... We're in an, a very artisanal trade area, so just like with craft beer and everything, we'll definitely see that as well, I feel. All kinds of people here today. So first question, do you think the governor should sign the bill? Absolutely. Okay. I sure do. Okay. Yep. Excellent. And could you guys ever imagine cannabis, whether it's hemp or medical marijuana or something, at a farmer's market in the distant future? Uh, in the not-so-distant future. I, I think there is a place for uh, hemp and medical marijuana. Uh, and just legalize. I'm a fan of legalizing marijuana. I think it clogs up our judicial system, uh, low-level offenders. It's just there's no place for it in our state. It costs us money. It's just it's the right thing to do, and I would absolutely support. I'll add some applause sound effects underneath <laughs> that afterwards, I promise. So, um, Awesome. Thank you, guys. Cool. So that's just a little snapshot. You know, that wasn't every single person at the farmer's market, but I went out of the way to talk to a bunch of random people. Not all of them wanted to have their voices recorded, uh, but even the ones that you heard there were diverse range of ages, backgrounds, locals, a couple tourists mixed in there. Uh, so, you know, farmer's markets are what they are. You might have more young people, you might have more liberal people, I guess, or, or tourists. I don't know if farmer's markets are like a, a lefty liberal thing, but uh, I know it's where a lot of people who grow and sell and produce food in Vermont make a good amount of money. So it seems to me they're a quintessential kind of Vermont activity and a neat place to talk to people about cannabis. And the second part of the question, which I didn't really get into as much with any of those folks, but I did with the next person, Cynthia, is talking more about hemp. You know, we tend right now, especially with political things happening, talking about legalization, talking about major medical reforms, we don't talk nearly enough about hemp. Uh, it's something we're going to do more of, and it's actually really exciting to learn more about CBD and be trying some of these products in real time. I've found some that are awesome and that I can't wait to recommend to people. Uh, but we're looking for, for more to try. And there are some people in Vermont doing things, but all the national companies as well. We really want to help people understand more of the potential of CBD, of whole plant extract, and what all different kinds of cannabis can do for people. So there's my little plug. Um, the point is that CBD and hemp, and especially health and wellness products, are starting to get a little bit of traction in Vermont. 
and I think they're just going to take off and explode. And I think that is something that's really positive. So I'm always really pumped when we get people who send us messages and say, hey, Hedy Vermont, you know, I have land. I'm interested in, in learning more about hemp. You know, what directions can you point me in? We typically tend to recommend getting in touch with a Vermont hemp company. Shout out to Joel. He's been very gracious in sharing information and kind of background and you know, even being able to put scientific things in layman's terms when we're doing research on stories and asking about <laughs> botany of plants and things that are above us. Um, you know, so we, we like to refer people to the Vermont Hemp Company. I always tell people to give a shout to Just Grow It Farms. Shout out to them and Johnson. Um, I know that they are actually, they're selling CBD clones, which is so cool. So check them out. But the University of Vermont is also a resource as well. So usually... It's kind of those three things uh, that we're recommending and why we always want to meet other people, hear about other things going on, new products, all of this. But to bring it back to the farmer's market, a person who's a friend of mine, Cynthia, I got to know her back when I worked for the uh, Lake Champlain Regional Chamber of Commerce. I think she was an ambassador. Always known her as someone who's very active, business owner, entrepreneur, athlete, you know, in the health and wellness industry. She's, you know, super personable. I would not have, you know, I, I wouldn't have asked her in a previous life what she thought about cannabis, but this is where we are in 2017. I'm rolling joints in the news and uh, talking to former chamber board members as a former chamber employee now about weed in the farmer's market. But um, she had reached out to us. We'd had a conversation about him because she had a family farm that she desperately wants to keep in operation and keep in the family and is thinking hemp might help that so we're going to talk with Cynthia in a lot more depth in the future but I literally just bumped into her at the farmer's market because this is a part of what it is just community and catching up with people in town and running into people that you know the whole state's a small town uh, so I just bumped into Cynthia I said hey it would be cool could I interview this and by the way what's going on with the with the hemp stuff since the last time we talked so we're going to do a bigger episode about Cynthia in the very near future because she's awesome and is doing great things and you should check out Cynthia's spa. I'm going to check out a CBD uh, spa massage treatment pretty soon. Pretty psyched about that. But we had a really cool conversation just sort of in passing. So before I get to Lieutenant Governor David Zuckerman, who we ran into as well there, um, I want to talk to Cynthia Hausman, owner of Cynthia's Spas, ask her what she thought about the legalization bill, and then we talked a little bit about hemp and her background. So it's funny because what I'm doing is, I am literally just came to ask people randomly just, do you think the governor should sign, yes, no, and could you ever imagine cannabis at a farmer's market? So those were the first two questions I was just asking people randomly. So I'll start with those. Do you think the governor should sign the bill on his desk? I absolutely think that the governor should sign the bill on his desk. I do too. Okay, it's still, we're, it's nine for nine right now. And I've asked a very diverse group, range of people, <laughs> um, I want to say. But you were saying beyond that, we ran, it, we ran into each other. So disclosure, we have, we have met before. Um, but we had talked about hemp. And you are someone who is really interested in getting in with hemp as an existing Vermont business owner. Uh, can you give me a little, little bit of background here that we can just add to spice this up? Because it's cool. We could randomly talk about <laughs> cannabis. And you have this hemp connection out of nowhere. Yes. So um, my name is Cynthia Hausman. I'm the owner of Cynthia Spa on Church Street. 
and my mother owns a farm in Addison, Vermont that has not been in production for several years. My mother just recently had to move into a memory care facility and we want to keep the farm and the family and the resource that I have in order to do that is land. So I researched what would be a very lucrative crop and one that because our farm is organic what would continue to be organic, would help the soil, would be socially responsible, would help the economy, so not just help me, but help our planet. And it had to, whatever it is that we chose to do, would have to hit all of those markers right. and also be worth the time, energy, and effort, and resources in order to make it worthwhile to go through everything. And fortunately, uh, through Hetty Vermont and through Vermont Cannabis Week, we Can were- Can you hear me blushing? <laughs> we were able to make connections um, to Joel Bedard and um, we are now part of a cooperative and with his help is absolutely instrumental because I really actually don't know what I'm doing um, but we're now part of a study we're under the protection of the study and uh, under the protection of uh, the DEA licenses and now that it's legal in the state of Vermont we are able to put 10 acres of land organic land back into production in the state of Vermont save our family farm all through this amazing crop of hemp unbelievable so 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 cool it's such a cool it's such a cool vermont story it is, it's great we really hear excited. i we get i it's really cool because that's probably i get more inquiries about hemp now than i do about sure. about wheat sure. and especially like up in the kingdom and stuff so i know it's joel's been someone who's been an awesome resource for us us as well and it's like hemp question go talk to this guy so but well, he's been incredible the more it happens the more that you know we keep building up the network and i hear there's a cooperative actually interested in starting up yes that's up in the nek and so people are people are organizing so exciting yeah. stuff and my other question before clearly i know the answer could you ever imagine the cannabis plant at a farmer's market Absolutely. as we stare at a beautiful table of tomatoes we could have hemp stuff i mean you're in the health and wellness business already indeed, indeed. You could easily have hemp plants and salves and tinctures up here. Well, Next, there's no A year reason, from now, we could yeah. be talking on the other side of the table. Well, there's no, absolutely true, but there's no reason why uh, hemp products couldn't be here right now. And the way I'm explaining it to my clients is there's, you know, two cousins of cannabis. There's the party cousin. That's all medic that's mm -hmm. also medicinally valuable, but there's and then there's the little bit more boring cousin, and so one has the THC and is psychoactive, and one doesn't. And there's no reason at all why um, hemp CBDs and hemp products could not be here right now. Yep. And also the reason why we at our spa we are offering hemp CBD treatments and massage therapy with the pure, organic, locally mm -hmm. sourced, locally grown. Um, Which is a good products. reminder because we talked about that. We need yeah. to we need to do a story on that, and there's only one way to accurately report it, and I think it's to go Come do it. So we are going to go do it. Yeah. But that's one thing that's so cool that I don't think people realize. That's part of why we're out here doing this is to promote this kind of cool stuff that you guys at the spa are already doing natural hemp CBD oil spa treatments. And people are being helped. They're, you know, their entry point to that is chronic pain. Mm -hmm. and inflammation and if that's where their education starts it's a perfect place and it's all legal you know I'm, right. I'm a local business owner I can't put my neck out I've got too many people you know my employees relying on me I don't want to have any trouble anywhere I I'm just trying to help people mm -hmm. it's my 26th year doing massage therapy mm. all I've wanted to do in my entire career is to help people and if this product and if this 
uh, wonderful elixir is, is helping me to help more people, that's what I'm going to go for. It's unbelievable. Such a cool, very cool time and place to be alive. So Indeed. I'm not, I'm not going to go any further because we'll fine. talk about this forever in, yes. in a future episode. So. I love it. I love it. Thank you again to Cynthia. We got a little abrupt end there, but like I said, we're going to talk more with her in the future. Part of what makes this whole thing so cool is that people who are connected in Vermont through business could now be circling back, talking about cannabis, talking about hemp. I did not ever think I'd be talking with Cynthia um, about cannabis necessarily when we were at, at chamber mixers like seven, eight years ago. But this is what's cool about 2017 and about Vermont, where you have connections, you run into people, you know, you're just out in the same community, sharing the same community together. So that was really outstanding. Um, and speaking of outstanding, our last interview this episode, certainly not least, our Lieutenant Governor David Zuckerman, we really don't take it for granted that um, we get a chance to talk with him so frequently because he's so eloquent on this issue. He's been on the right side of it for 20 years and we want to get back because he talks about it probably even more than us. You know, being so visible and being so out there uh, means that he has a lot of people, they don't always necessarily agree with him either, uh, who talk to him about cannabis. So it's always really cool to get his perspective on what are you hearing from other people? You know, what are people saying to you, the constituents? Because we know they're talking to you about this issue in particular. What are they saying? What's sort of the pulse? So we talked a little bit about that. And we also talked a little bit about the farmer's market, because again, this is a guy who, shout out Full Moon Farms in Hinesburg, Vermont. They do organic uh, meats. They have the only organic chickens at the farmer's market, as their sign proudly said. But they do a lot of great stuff out there. Started as a CSA in Burlington in the Intervale, scaled up, um, and now they have a family-run organic farm operation. So Dave's out there busting his ass farming, it's always cool to see him at the farmer's market because he'll be bagging up organic spinach in one hand and talking with three to 20 people <laughs> about whatever's happening politically in the other. Part of why I think he's such a good politician is because he is really out there listening to people um, and talking with them directly and engaging directly. So it was really neat that you can go to the farmer's market. Not only can you get great food, buy some awesome produce, maybe try some new products and go home with you know, a new bottle of wine or a kind of coffee or a jam or a spread or a salve. You can also talk to your lieutenant governor and buy some of his organic spinach and chickens right there at the farmer's market. So that's exactly what we did. We talked a little bit with Lieutenant Governor David Zuckerman. What's he hearing? And what does he think about maybe cannabis in the farmer's market in the future? This episode of the Vermont Awana podcast is brought to you by Hetty Vermont, your number one resource and connect for Vermont cannabis news and information. Check out www.hettyvermont.com. We have got a ton of awesome events coming up, whether you want to get into the legal hemp CBD biz as an artisan or a farmer, whether you are interested in becoming a patient or a caregiver, whether you want to come to an event and meet gondrepreneurs, investors, network with the future of Vermont cannabis and the people who know the most care the most. That is Hetty Vermont. That's us. We can't wait to meet you. Stay tuned. HettyVermont.com. Might as well. As it is a farmer's market story, so it just <laughs> happens to be that we know a lot of people. Right. Um, so farmer's market vendor, organic farmer, happen to be lieutenant governor as well. Um, you're probably hearing a lot from people uh, who see you visibly on this issue. What are folks saying? 
talking about here at the farmer's market. What's sort of the pulse? Are people supportive, not opposed? Uh, well, many folks are asking me both here at the market and even when I walked down the street in Heinsberg, I had someone ask me <laughs> and say, is he going to sign the bill? And I said, well, you know, I don't know what the governor's going to do, but uh, today it's been great. I had a an 82-year-old woman come up and say, I hope he signs it. I've never smoked, but I'm starting to get a lot of aches and pains, and I'd like to be able to use it. I said, well, you can get a prescription for OxyContin, and she goes, and she rolled her eyes. She was <laughs> like, I know, but this would be a much better thing for me. Now, granted, she could probably get a medical card and jump through those hoops, right? but she clearly recognized this is not a massive danger. Uh, and then um, a lot of folks of various ages, uh, parents of college students have come right. up today because the graduation yeah. is tomorrow. Uh, and it's really been overwhelming supportive with the question of, is he going to sign it? Well, and I think, you know, thinking about future potential paradigms, in Oregon they have cannabis at the state fair. So farmer's markets are only a matter of time. Can you, as a farmer, as a farmer's market vendor for a long time, how do you, can you imagine it fitting in? You know, and do you think we'll have hemp booths here next year? Um, you know, talking with legal CBD stuff and eventually get medical. Right. You think the plant's going to have a presence at a farmer's market in five, ten years or two oh, years? I, I or? certainly think in five or ten years it will because as the fears that are projected out there by opponents uh, become realized as not really likely to occur, and as we have, whether it's home grow or we have a tax and regulate market, and the sky doesn't fall as it has not in Colorado mm -hmm. and Washington and other states, uh, then people will become more comfortable and more familiar. You know, we have hard alcohol sold here at the market. Yes. We have artisanal beer promoted throughout the state as a hallmark of Vermont. Uh, and people recognize that there are downsides to mm -hmm. substances. They cause some people some challenges. But that as a whole, having it as a regulated market is a far more um, productive way for society from both an economic perspective and actually from a prevention and treatment perspective mm -hmm. because you then have the resources to really talk about these things honestly. Well, so and it's, it's funny how probably things, end up at the farmer's market too. Well, it's funny how things come back full circle because this is the last day of Green Mountain Beer Week, <laughs> right? So we just I did a, a beer trivia and I didn't know that Vermont had a temperance movement until like the 1850s through 1902. And then you fast forward 1979, Jimmy Carter passes a law making home brewing legal. Catamount Brewing opens up. We just posted a picture of that. They start selling bottled cool. beer in 86, huh. right at a White River Junction. Yep. In 2016, there's a $300 million economic impact. So right. from 1902 to 19, you know, to, to 2016, right. to go from temperance to $300 million economic impact. It well, takes time, but you know, these things, well, the cycles if, are... If we change the cannabis law, it would be about a one or two year impact for a $300 right. million dollar impact for the state. So uh, just like our social media is going faster, uh, this economy already exists and it would just be bringing it above board. Beautiful. All right. And another episode in the books. Thank you again, Lieutenant Governor David Zuckerman for all that you do and all that you have done. Um, really, really happy and proud to support you as individuals and as, a, as an operation here. And speaking of which, Hedy Vermont, we are so grateful and it's so wild that we've been able to, uh, to get this far as a state. As a little startup, so people know, uh, Monica Donovan, she is the publisher and I am kind of the managing editor. Um, we're partners in this thing, was able to meet her a few years ago and it's really been awesome being a part of this with her. 
um, with her partner Judd, with all of their friends. It's just really got into this and said, worst case scenario, if you get into the cannabis world like this, you're going to meet some cool people, you're going to um, have some good times, and you're going to be speaking out for what you think is right. So I will say that that's really why I think we're so happy about the way things are going, why I'm so excited. Um, continue to be broke as fuck, you know, working hard, working other jobs to make stuff happen, to make this all work uh, so we can do this full time. But I got to say the fulfillment that we get out of this that is not monetary is outstanding. So thank you to all of you out there. Um, it would not be possible, the Vermont cannabis community, the Vermont community in general, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful thing. Awesome people. So a, uh, a very sincere thank you to everybody out there who's listening, who's still listening. Check out Hedy Vermont on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Um, if you're a company that's out there, you've got products, you want to get them out, uh, we want to talk about them, especially if you're here in Vermont. If you're in the CBD game, if you're in the whole plant extract, you know, legal hemp, natural health and wellness products, whatever it might be, um, let's talk about it, man. Let's, let's get this stuff out there because people are hungry for information. We are the people who care um, and who want to put it out there. If you've got a brand, if you've got a product, you know, if it's made in Vermont, we want to take a look at it. We want to share it um, and get it out there into the world. It's a Vermont first thing. So let's keep building out there, everybody. No matter what happens tomorrow on Wednesday, you know, the sky is not going to fall one way or the other. Uh, but in the meantime, call Governor Phil Scott, 802-828-3333. Let him know what you think. That's 802-828-3333. Let him know. We got a chance to change history here in Vermont, but uh, the march continues onward no matter what. And proud to be a part of it with all you people. So another episode in the books. Not sure what farmer's market we're going to hit in the future, but we will probably go back to some because it's a great place to talk with folks. Uh, maybe next time we'll do it up in the kingdom so I can uh, I can have some people in flannel shirts yell at me. Uh, but in the meantime, stay tuned to Hedy Vermont, Vermont's Wanna Podcast. And as always, elevate the state. Peace, y'all. Yeah! For the first time, it's going down history, baby. New 3-6 Mafia. Elevate the state.